Awesome. Hey, so kids, you've heard of crazy Kent's questions, eh? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, um, we've got Dave's delirious dilemmas today. Oh, yeah, because I've got some chocolates here. I haven't got very many. Gosh, May's got some more that I might, might, uh, might need. She's worried that I'm going to amp up all the children. Some of them are for the kids, uh, for the adults too. They have to pay attention. Uh, hey, we're going, through a, we're going through a series that we're preaching through at the moment. It's the longest series we've ever done. It just goes on forever. It's, we're up to part eight. Uh, possibly part nine, I've lost track. Um, and it's called Practice Makes Progress. I don't know about uh, the parents out here, you might be able to relate to this, but any kids here play musical instruments? Show your hands, yeah. Yeah, I'm always telling my kids that they have to practice if they want to get any good. It's, it's true in everything in life that if you want to get anyway, we are halfway decent at something, you've got to practice. And so as a kid, I used to practice one hour every day on the violin. I know, from a, from a young age too. Um, I don't know what came over me. And I look back. Uh, but, I, you know, I, I haven't actually played the violin properly for like 20 years. <laughs> um, but, you know, like I pulled it out the other day for uh, Aaron asked me to come and play at their preschool, and I pulled it out. It was very rusty. But I could still play. How many think I could still play the violin? I've, I've got my violin here. How many reckon I could still play it? Okay. That's actually easier than it sounds, that song. Uh, I didn't choose anything too hard. But here's the thing, kids. I haven't played it for 20 years, but I used to practice all the time. And because I practiced as a kid, I can still do it now as an adult, even though I haven't done it for ages. The thing is, with practices in our lives, we're actually better at practicing and learning stuff when we're kids. When, when you're adults, you get a bit dumb, and you just can't, you just can't learn stuff. It's, it's true. You just can't learn stuff. As easily. Like, um, I'm, I'm going to, uh, May and I are going to uh, London uh, in just over a week. It's very exciting. We're going to go to Paris. So I thought I should brush up on some French. When I say brush up, I mean learn. I just can't learn it. Like, I, I, as a kid, I could learn stuff. You guys need to realize that. And when you're at this age, you can learn stuff so, so well. And that's why it's important that the practices that we've been talking about as adults, you start to do as kids, because I tell you what, if you learn to do them now, then you'll have them for the rest of your life, and they'll make your life better, not just now, but, but way, way, way in the future as well. Okay, first question. What do you think some of the practices that we should do as, as Christians are that will make us grow and be better as Christians? Yeah, Karakia? Yeah, that's, that's true. That's true. It's not actually on, on our list, but um, that, that's good. Yep. 
Praise, yeah, praising God. Awesome. I'm going to run out of chocolates pretty soon. Okay, uh, that'll do for now. <laughs> what about, here's some, here's some other ones. Oh, actually, what about the, well, I'll, I'll, we did, uh, we've talked about reading a Bible. Thank you. <laughs> reading a Bible, praying, simplicity, yeah, man wants a chocolate. <laughs> okay, adults, what's some of the other ones we've talked about that you're starting to put into practice? Prayer, who said prayer? Confession, who said confession? Kristen, well done. Awesome, yep, confession. Celebration, service and submission. Solitude, just getting away from people, being by yourself with God. These are all things today in our lives that we can practice, and in doing that, we get closer to God. So we're going to learn another one today. We've got a new one today. It's called the Sabbath, practicing the Sabbath. So, so kids, here's a question for you. What language does the word Sabbath come from? Yeah? No, not Greek. That's the New Testament. Try the Old Testament. Hebrew, well done, Ruby. You're going to have a chocolate. So the word that Sabbath comes from is Shabbat. Do any of the adults know what that means? Shabbat. What does that mean? To rest. Well done, that. It means to rest. I, I don't know about you. I could get into that kind of practice. Like, kids, next time your, your parents tell you to learn, go, go practice your instrument, you go, I just got to go practice my Shabbat. Okay? And then just go have a wee snooze. That's the kind of practice I would like to do. Uh, I don't know about you. But, you know, I, I, reckon, I reckon we need, we, we actually need to learn how to do this. I, I saw a thing on the internet the other day about uh, just building up your, uh, your capacity to have naps. Uh, because you don't want to just rush into naps, you know. You want to build up your capacity. But actually, as Christians, sometimes we're not very good at this, at this idea of rest. But it's actually something that's been right from the very beginning of the Bible. So I'm going to read you a bit uh, in a sec. But, you know, right in the beginning, uh, God, through through, uh, Father, Son, Holy Spirit, He created the world. And He created, like, um, the the seas and the the land. And then He put some animals and and some some vegetation on it. and And finally, He created us. And He did all that in how many days? No, six. He did it in six days. And then, then we get to Genesis 2. This is what it says in in verse 2. By the seventh day, God finished the work he'd been doing. So on the seventh day, he rested from all his work. Then God blessed the seventh day and made it holy because on it, he rested from all the work of creating that he had done. God had a nap on the seventh day. Like, God, I know, he's God. You wouldn't think he needed to have a rest. Admittedly, he had quite a busy week, you know. As far as busy weeks go, busier than yours this week. God rested. And it's a pattern that he actually has laid out for us. Because we live in a world that's just go, go, go. Just do stuff, make stuff happen, do things. And adults, we adults get really bad at this. Kids are a bit better, I reckon. But the thing is, we just end up going, going, going. We don't stop and we don't learn to rest like God. If it's good enough for God, it's good enough for us. Because you know what? We are called human beings, not human doings. Right? 
Kids, if someone calls you a human doing at school, you need to go tell a teacher, all right? We're not human doings, we're human beings. God has a better way for us, and it involves just having some space. So on the sixth day, God created human beings. Do you know whose image He created, kids? Whose image did God create us in? Isabel? Huh? His. Did right. He created us in His image. And that means that He's created us to be creative, like Him. Because just, you know, he, he created all that stuff. God created us to be created. So we're not just to look like Him, but also behave like Him, to make stuff. Who likes making stuff? Painting and drawing and crafting and, and you know, and singing and, and doing all those creative things. Well, God designed us to do that. But the thing is, if we create without rest, something goes wrong. We get tired. We get sick. And their creativity kind of disappears, right? And we just get really bad at, at being creative. There's this amazing story about the Israelites. So the Israelites are the people of God uh, before us. Um, and they'd come out of slavery. So they come out of Egypt and they're led into the, this uh, desert land. And they started to get hungry. And when they get hungry, they started to whinge. Now, you kids don't do that, do you? Anybody here? Anybody, I'll ask the parents. Anybody's kids start to whinge when they get hungry? Oh, you're lying. Put your hand up if your kids start to whinge. Yeah. Any adults start to whinge when they get hungry? Come on. I know you get hangry as well. They started to get hangry. And this is what happens. God comes through. He hears their whinging and their moaning. And he's amazing. He provides them with quail. It's like high-end KFC. Okay? I just... A whole lot of high-end KFC landed on their doorstep. And manna, which is like the best sourdough bread you've ever had. And uh, God said to them, though, you can have all you need for one day, but don't gather more for the next day. All right? And he did this for six days. If you do gather more, it would turn into maggots. Maggots. Yeah. So, and then this is what happens in Exodus 21. I'll read it to you from verse 21. Each morning, everyone gathered as much as they needed. And when the sun grew hot, it melted away. On the sixth day, they gathered twice as much. Two omers, that's just the measure, for each person on the sixth day. And the leaders of the community came and reported this to Moses. He said to them, this is what the Lord commanded. Tomorrow is to be a day of Sabbath rest, a holy Sabbath to the Lord. So bake what you want to bake and boil what you want to boil Save whatever is left and keep it until morning. So they saved it until morning as Moses commanded. And it did not stink or get maggots in it. Pleasing. Eat it today, Moses said, because today is a Sabbath to the Lord. You will not find any of it on the ground today. Six days you are to gather it, but on the seventh day, the Sabbath, there will not be any. So God is telling his people, work for six days. Gather enough food, because that's why we work. Adults who go to work, we just gather enough food, uh, money to get enough food to feed ourselves. That's basically why we go to work. You to do that for six days, but on the seventh day, don't. Don't do it. On the seventh day, it's a day of rest. It's holy. That means set apart. It's a special day set apart for a purpose. 
And I'm going to talk about today what that purpose is. I've got three words that begin with re, okay? Three words that begin with re that I reckon the Sabbath is all about. So the first word, kids, what do you think the first word might be? Re. Rest. Well done. Have some chocolates. I'm going to need some more. Um, rest. Our bodies, our minds, our emotions, we actually need rest to work properly. If you, if you just run and run and run, kids, like you do your school cross country, but then you do it like 10 times over. Oh, my goodness. Imagine that. You, you would actually probably collapse um, or you get really, really sick. It's the same like for my bike racing. Got to get a bike racing analogy in there. When I, if, I, if I trained every single day, my, my body would eventually say no. And it would, I, rather than getting faster and better, I would actually get worse. I would overtrain and my body would just start to go, no, I can't do this anymore. Because too many people think, oh, I've just got to work harder. I've just got to do more. I've just got to pack more in. I've just got to get smarter, get fitter, get more money, do this, and just work, work, work. But the thing is, we were never created to just work, work, work. We're actually created to rest because we're created in God's image. And he rested on the what day? The seventh day. That's right. So we're to be like God, and we need to rest. That's the first re. The second re is recreate. So it's not just, because re- if you just rested all day, if you just like stayed in bed all day, some of the parents think that would be amazing, uh, perhaps, but actually that would be boring. You'd be bored after the first couple of hours. Um, we're not designed just to rest all day. We're designed to recreate. If you think about that word, re means to do again, create We've talked about it's making things. So we're kind of making ourselves again. We're remaking ourselves. We do that by doing things that we love. So you're supposed to have fun on the Sabbath. It's about recreating, doing the things that you love to do, that you find fun. What are some of the things that you kids love to do? What's that? Lego. Yeah, you play Lego. What else? Sleep. We talked about rest. Yep. Reading. Yeah, I know you like that. What do you like doing? Playing, yeah, come on. Rugby, yeah, get a bit of sport in there. We're designed to recreate on that Sabbath day. For me, I love to, I love to go for a ride on my bike. I love to hang out and play with my kids. I love to, to read a book. I love to have a coffee. I love to go get in the garden. Those things, we kind of, we, uh, sometimes we think that they're not very spiritual. But actually, in God's eyes, everything is spiritual. There's no distinction that, oh, this is a spiritual act and this is just a bodily act. No, no. We are called to recreate emotionally, physically, and spiritually. And to do that, we need to do things that are fun. So kids, on a Sabbath, you're actually supposed to have fun. That's why we have a weekend. That's so cool, eh? So we rest. What do we do next? We recreate. And thirdly, we reconnect. We reconnect. Kids, who do you think we reconnect with? Yeah. God, well done. We reconnect with God. We spend time with Him. We, We just hang out with Him. We read the Bible. We pray. We reconnect. Also, who else do we reconnect with? 
about people because life is about relationships. We reconnect with our church family. That's why we come to church on the Sabbath, on the Sunday. It's about reconnecting with God. That's why we worship Him. We sing songs and we reconnect with one another. Because life is actually about relationships. It's not actually about all the jobs that we feel we need to do. Why don't you just turn to your neighbor right now? Give him a high five. Reconnect with him. Yeah, come on. We need to reconnect with one another. God encourages us actually through our relationships. You know, we reconnect with God through one another. And so when we come together, we reconnect with Him. Now, some adults might tell you that, oh, this Sabbath idea, it's all Old Testament. That means, you know, before Jesus. But actually, Jesus talked about it too. And uh, there was a, there was, there's a story that goes that Jesus was walking through some fields with uh, His followers, His disciples, and they were hungry. And so they grabbed some, just some grains of, uh, of, of wheat, and they started to kind of chew on them. It's kind of like if you're walking down the road and you saw an apple and you just grabbed it from a tree and started eating. They just kind of grabbed it. But the thing is, it was the Sabbath. It was the Sunday. And some of the Pharisees, the teachers of the law, they're like, what are you doing? You can't work on the Sabbath. Because remember, working was just gathering food, like the Israelites gathering up their, their manna and their quail. They couldn't do it on the on they couldn't do it on the, uh, the next day. The, uh, on the Sabbath, the, the Pharisees are like, you can't grab some sheet, you know, some little bits of wheat. It's hardly work, just grabbing, you know, a bit of. But this is what, this is what happens. This is what Jesus says, because he completely disagrees with them. He says this in Mark 2. Then Jesus said to them, the Sabbath was made to meet the needs of people and not people to meet the requirements of the Sabbath. So the Son of Man is Lord, even over the Sabbath. Now, what's Jesus saying here? He's saying two things. First of all, the Sabbath is there to help us. It's not there to be a law. It's not there to be a thing that holds us back. It's not there to be a, a hindrance and a burden and something that's hard for us. It's something that makes life easier, something that makes life awesome for us. If you, if you feel like, oh, I must do this, I must do that, oh, because it's the Sabbath, then you've got it all wrong. Unless it's like, I must recreate. I must rest. I must reconnect. Those are good things. But, but it's not about the law. It's actually about freeing us. And Jesus says, no, actually, the Sabbath is for you because I know you people. I know how silly you are and about how you just keep working and working and working until, yourself, until you're sick, until you're broken, until your relationships are going bad, until things are going wrong in your world because you don't. Rest. We need to learn to do this. We need to unplug from doing. Because what happens is when you, when you do that, you actually start to dream. See, often when we're working and we're working and working, we get our heads down, we're on the task, we, we stop lifting up our eyes to God. And when we do, when we rest, it's often when we're resting that God speaks to us the most. So when we take some time out, we're like, oh, wow, God gives us a word for someone, or we should go visit that person, or he, he encourages us, or we just admire his creation and we reconnect with him. It's in those spaces when we rest that, that we reconnect. Because actually, the Sabbath is actually about trust. It's a funny thing, but it's actually about how much do you trust God? Do you trust him enough not to work on the Sabbath? 
Because if you're just working, 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 you're just trusting in yourself all the time. Actually, do you trust God enough to rest, to trust Him? I learned this the hard way. In, in my final year of physio, I was, uh, I was studying and I had six-week placements. And uh, the first couple um, in the year, they went okay, but the exam, there was always an exam in the end. It was always on a Monday. And I just couldn't bring myself to not study on the Sunday. So I had, you know, I would just work all weekend and then I'd do the exam. And, and then God pulled me up on it. He said, no, actually, you need to have a Sabbath. So in the next, this next couple of, uh, this end of this next placement, I want you to, to not do any study, go to church on the Sabbath, just recreate. Just, I, and I just kind of, I can't remember what I did. Just probably went for a bike ride. I just hung out and, and it didn't, deliberately didn't work. And you know what? I got an A. And, and the next, I got a, A's and A pluses for the rest of the year when I put God first and I actually practiced the Sabbath. I was like, why didn't I learn this four years earlier when I started university? I'm an idiot. I'm a slow learner. But it's because it's we, we, we've just got to learn to trust Him. The Sabbath is actually a lot about us trusting God. The other thing that Jesus said in that passage we just read, He said that He is the Lord of the Sabbath. What does that mean? He's the Lord of the Sabbath. Well, what I think that means is, is Jesus is actually the rest that we need. Our rest is found, yeah, we recreate and we reconnect, but our rest is found in Him. Actually, He's the one that we find the greatest recreation in. We find the greatest reconnection with. Matthew eleven twenty eight says, Come to me, all you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. The discipline or practice of having a Sabbath is actually just about learning to rest in Jesus. Can I have the keys up? And so we have these, we have these three Rs. Can you remember what they are, kids? What are the three Rs who could tell me? Who's someone who hasn't got a chocolate yet? That's one of them, yep, recreate. Rest, yep. The last one is with one another. Reconnect, well done. Awesome. So we have these three re's, recreate, resting from our work, recreating, just, just enjoying ourselves and reconnecting with God and one another. And when we do that, how many of you like maths? I've got a formula for you. For the maths geeks, I've got a formula. We'll put it up here. This is what happens is we get rest and recreate and reconnect and we get restored. So the end result is that we are restored. The things that are kind of broken down in our lives, whether it's relationships or our, our emotional health or our spiritual health or our physical health, we get restored. And then we're ready to go again. We're ready to go into another week. And that's why I think, why do people only come to church every three or four weeks? Like, how do you manage without the recreating, the reconnecting that we need every week there's a pattern. God didn't create uh, the, the, the world in, in like 13 days and then have a rest on the 14th. It's not there. He didn't create it in 20 days and have a rest on the 21st. No, no, He did it in six days and then He had a rest. I think we need to get in the space every week because this is where we find restoration for our hearts, for our spirits, for our bodies. So why don't you stand to your feet in this place. And kids, I've got a special word for you. Sometimes us adults, 
we're a bit slow on the uptake around this. We need you to remind us. Hey, Pastor Dave said that we need to reconnect with God and with other people every Sunday. So nag your parents. Say, oh, I've got to get into that space. I, I, just want to, I just want to pray in this moment. I just want us to take some time because perhaps you've got a bit out of balance. You're in the right place today. I'm not here to keep condemnation on you. You're, we are always learning, but uh, you are here to keep condemnation? No, probably not. Uh, we're always learning. And I just want us to take a moment in this place to find some rest, to find, to find ourselves recreated, reconnected with God. So why don't you just close your eyes, still your heart, and maybe you need to say a prayer of, of forgiveness, just say, hey, God, I'm sorry. I've, I've got things out of whack. I've been just going and going, and I, I haven't been resting and recreating and reconnecting with you. And, and Lord, help me to do that now and, and help me to, to learn to put this into practice and to trust you, God. So, Father, I just pray right now, Holy Spirit, in this moment, you would speak to hearts. You would restore. You would restore dreams. You would restore desires. You would restore hope. We would lift our eyes to you and we would find you in this space. And Lord, we're sorry for where we've gone and just worked and worked and done our own thing, Lord. We're coming back today and we want to get into your pattern. Six days on, one day off. We want to get into your pattern of working hard in the week, but, but resting well also, God. And in that space, Lord, let us find creativity. Lord, we pray for fresh creativity in our, in our world, in our relationships, in the things we do, in our work, in our school. Help us to be more creative because, not because we've done more, but because we've done less, because we've less space for you to speak. Lord, we thank you for your grace that you always welcome us back with open arms. In Jesus' name, amen. Hey, I just want to do one more thing, and that's if you're here today and you don't have a relationship with God, you know that actually this Jesus that we talk about resting and you haven't found rest in Him. He wants you. He invites you to come and find rest in Him today. All you need to do is open your heart and He'll come in. You know, we're, I was so excited on, on Friday night at youth. We had four new salvations. Four new. We had eight kids respond. You can put your hands together. That's awesome. How cool is that? So that makes eight in three weeks. We had four the previous two weeks and now four. That's amazing. God is doing something incredible. But it's not just for youth on a Friday night. It's for church on a Sunday as well. So just with every eye closed and head bowed, if you're here this morning and you know, that you're far from God and you want to come home or that you've, you've perhaps known Him and, but you've wandered away and you want to come back, then just in this moment, I, I ask you to raise your hand. I'll see it. You can put it down. Awesome. I see that hand and that hand and that hand. That's so cool. Actually, Reuben, I had a prophetic word for you. I just believe uh, God, God wants you to start dreaming. You've got some big dreams in your hearts. And uh, God's just saying, go for them. Uh, just don't, don't hold back. Don't let anyone squash that dream. Don't let anyone push it down. Uh, 
Go for it, whatever it is. Awesome. Anyone else who wants to respond to Jesus in this moment? Adults as well as kids. This is a, a sacred moment. Awesome. How cool is that? We've had four kids respond. That's cool. So what, what we're going to do in this moment is we're all going to pray together. Was that five? Was it? There's another hand there. Is awesome. Okay. We're going to all. I'm going to pray a line and we're going to pray out loud. So why don't you stand your feet, kids? Stand your feet. And I'm going to repeat after me. Dear God, I thank you for sending your son Jesus to die on the cross for me. Today I receive his forgiveness and his new life. Jesus, I choose to follow you for all my days. Amen. Awesome. Come on, let's put our hands together. That's so cool. So let's let's put this into practice, team. Church, let's start to practice the Sabbath. And as we do it, God's going to restore us. Amen. Amen.